You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. Do you have a personal brand? Or rather, do you know what your personal brand is? Because really, we all have one, whether you are intentional with making one or not. Today's guest, Laura Fravel, is brilliant with branding. After 20 years traveling the world as a storyteller and producer of stories for everyone from National Geographic to Netflix to Microsoft and the New York Times, she became an expert at connecting the dots between the powerful, impactful, relatable stories she heard firsthand and the bite-sized bits that came to life in the media. In today's episode, she'll help you feel more authentic, intentionally crafting your own personal brand while feeling less gross promoting it, viewing it as self-expression instead of self-promotion. Stay tuned through this episode, drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to, and without further ado, welcome Laura. Hi, it's nice to be here. It's so good to have you, and you're coming all the way from Portland, which I hear is gorgeous, so it's on my travel bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> the summer is beautiful and sunny, yes, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, so hopping right into it, I know that you are a huge storyteller, which I just think is the coolest, the coolest thing and the coolest title to basically have. But before diving into the stories um, of our listeners, tell us about the story of you and who you are and what you do, because it is really so cool. Thank you. Um, so I help elevate voices is what I like to say, especially women voices to be seen, to be heard, to be profitable and to make an impact. Um, so I come from about 20 years of TV media storytelling where I produce a lot of television shows and later kind of big brands, marketing efforts, video marketing. And I think really what it came down to for me is I saw just the beauty of the individual voice and what an impact the individual voice could have. And, you know, over the years shifted my business and really now focus on helping um, leaders, entrepreneurs build their personal brands so they can get out there and have more fulfilling career, you know, make more profit, you know, whatever it is that their version of success is. So mm -hmm. helping them pull together their story and then get visible in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And for everybody listening, I mean, Laura's kind of a big deal. Like you worked at National Geographic, Netflix, Microsoft, New York Times. Like when she's talking media, she's talking like media. <laughs> so I think Thank that's so you. cool. I think that's so cool, though, that you were so cognizant and so aware of the power of the individual still being at companies that are so Goliath like that, because I feel like a lot of folks might feel like, who am I in the grand scheme of things in, in the realm of something like that? So what, what kind of made you notice like, wow, individual stories need to be highlighted or are so powerful in the midst of all of the grandiose things that you were doing in everyday life on the job? I think, well, as a producer, I helped develop shows and then also produce them um, through production and 
I mean, even 20 years ago when I started in it, it really was all about finding a character, all about finding a character who could tell a story. And I worked more in the documentary and journalism kind of field. So it was always a real life person in real life circumstances. And, um, you know, sometimes you'd be tasked <laughs> what we'd felt like, you know, as a producer of the most like ridiculous like seriously, you want me to turn this per this person into a like a, a hour long TV show, um, and really, it's all about if you ask the right questions and you got people to open up. You always found everybody always had a story to tell. Um, you know, I think we're so in it that there's so much in our life and there's so many pieces to it that um, if we try to tell our story it's hard to understand what to leave out. And I think in TV that, you know, that really applied. It's, you know, knowing what all this stuff, especially in the editing room, knowing all that stuff to leave out and focus on that one through line. And I think when it comes to personal branding, it's a little bit of the same, like what's that one thing I stand for? What's that one thing I want to put out into the world and building your narrative. Um, and not, I'm not talking like a fake facade, but really bringing that, building that authentic narrative um, to the world. Yeah. Do you remember what was one of the most memorable or most iconic characters, so to speak, that you helped develop or helped uncover during your time? Um, well, there were, there were people who I spoke to, like Jane Goodall, who, you know, amazing <laughs> experiences. I did not help her build her brand. You know, she already had an established brand, which I had the privilege or the honor of helping tell some stories with her. Um, but you know, usually in all honesty, the most memorable ones were the unexpected ones. So um, gosh, you know, a woman who walked four hours to get water in Africa and the struggles they go through. And that piece was more on, um, you know, bringing water and services to, to this village in particular, but just her, you know, beautiful day-to-day -day story. Um, and then, you know, there's, then there, there were other ones that, uh, you know, more in my backyard, a child who contract an infant who contracted whooping cough and was on life support. And I mean, that's very dramatic in itself, but I think it was more the parents' story and how they told it was just so profound and so heartwarming um, and uplifting at the same time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard without going into details about the specific stories, but really what it came down to is just these ordinary everyday people that would shock you with their stories that would come out. Mm -hmm. So how did you start connecting the dots then between the stories that you were seeing play out in real time and then the stories that we end up seeing being portrayed in the media, especially since you said, you know, we all know there's so much that gets cut in the editing room or pieced together. Mm -hmm. What was your process for kind of figuring out, all right, what is the story here? The story within the story. That's like the quick, the quick bit that gets shown when you're behind the scenes and you're seeing so much more. Well, when I come, when you go into, um, creating a TV show, you still usually have, you do pre-interviews with a lot of people and you try to piece together what the story is gonna be. Um, 
and you have to pitch it and make sure you know the network is likes it and feels it's going to be entertaining and engaging but i think what it really comes down to is you know what's that relatable piece what's going to either entertain educate or inform people and that has an element of you know how is the audience going to emotionally connect to this character you know, are they going to open up and share their story and those golden nuggets, um, if that makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's interesting, though, too, because in the sense of relatability, it's so much of what ties into social media and our personal brands today, especially absolutely. since we all have access to social and we all have personal brands, whether we know it or not. Um, and I think it's safe to say, too, that we all know that the story that we tell ourselves doesn't always doesn't always match up perfectly with the story that we play out or that we portray on our social media accounts whether that's intentional or not so i'd love to hear why do you think that is and like how can we begin maybe fixing that so that there is alignment across the board between how we view ourselves and how we present ourselves you know to the world and I'm so, yeah, I'm so passionate about that because I think, I think you're right. I think sometimes we're not even aware that we're telling some narrative out into the world that we don't even want to be telling because I think, I think especially as women, you know, women in particular, I think are brought up to be modest. We're brought up to shine a spotlight on other people rather than ourselves to put on a certain image. And then, you know, even beyond that, I think just every one of us is raised with you know, our family and friends have this vision or expectations of who we are. And we worry about breaking out of that mold and maybe disappointing them with someone we're not, um, or someone we're different. So that, and we're worried about being judged. Then there's like that whole level of, you know, what are people going to think of me, judge me? Um, so I, I, I think personal branding is almost the best like delve into personal development of oneself that you could ever get. Cause I think it really is about digging deep and figuring out like, what do I want in five years? Where do I want to be? You know, when you're talking about your career, where do I want to be in five years? You know, and then just what are my values? What do I want to stand for? You know, what, who do I want to put out into the world? Um, and sometimes that isn't always the same as the narrative that we've been telling ourselves for, you know, the past decade or two or three. And so, yeah. So um, then if someone listening has heard of this thing called the personal brand, but maybe isn't sure exactly what it is, if they have one, if they need one, how to cultivate one help them out. What is it? <laughs> and walk us through how you go through and help someone with their personal branding. Yeah. So I think personal branding gets a lot, or it had for a while gotten a lot of bad rap because you, know, oh, you totally. think of like Kim Kardashian or building this, you know, <laughs> famous brand, you know, famous personality, which I think is farthest from the truth now a day. I mean, it can be that if that's what you want to be, but if you Google yourself, that is your personal brand, you're out there. So you can either take the, you know, you can either seize it and take control of it, or you can let the algorithm do it for you. So um, it's just, we live in a different world with the, with the digital, with the digital world. 
um, you are being populated out there. So you might as well take control and put who you want to be out there, you know, really put your authentic self out there and make, you know, craft the narrative in the direction you want to go in your life and career. So how do you, your question was, how do you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. Or how do I really, I think it all starts with getting really clear on who you are. You know, what's your story, um, brand story for lack of a better word, but, um, so really digging deep, like I said, where do I want to, where do I want to be in five years? Not where have I been, not where other, do other people want me to be really thinking about where do I want to be? Um, and using your past experience and credibility, your past jobs, whatever you've done, your experience as credibility to move in that direction, but it doesn't have to be, you can do a total different pivot and you still want to tell the story of where you want to go, not where you've been. So first is just getting really clear on that story, kind of like content pillars. What am I, what am I talking about on social media? Am I talking about everything and anything? Because I think that's the thing people fall into. I post, oh, I had, you know, a great dinner with my friend and here's a work snippet. And then I went to the beach and it's not coming back to when you're telling a story, you really have to know what to keep and what to trim out. Otherwise, people just don't know who you are, how you can help them, how you can serve them. Um, so that's the first part is just getting really clear on that story. And then the second part, I work with people to develop kind of a visibility strategy. So now that we know where you wanna go and how you wanna tell your story, how are you gonna get in front of the right people to get that nice job or get the clients, um, you know, get the promotion, whatever it might be. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a combination of social media, networking, it can be media coverage, the whole shebang, and in a very doable fashion. Because I think what most people fall into is they try to do everything and anything and get completely overwhelmed really quickly and aren't doing anything super well. And that's when it's not real effective. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I know you mentioned looking forward for, okay, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years? Where do you think the line is though between people taking what they've been through and you know, turning your mess into your message and taking the, maybe like the unexpected hard times or things that you've overcame and didn't really want to, or don't really wish were a part of your story, but the things that have inevitably and undeniably turned you into who you are today, where do you kind of see the line between, okay, I'm picking and choosing elements from my past that are very instrumental now in who I am, what I do, what I know, how I show up, um, without necessarily making that, letting that define you or having that be something that um, maybe is not the direction you want to go in five years, but you don't really get to like let go of that baggage super easily, depending on what yeah. it is. <laughs> well, I think um, I always say one of the key things is sometimes when you're in the midst of trying to figure that out, like if you're in the midst of crises or you know whatever it the might mess be. the mess thank you that's a better way of saying it if you're in the midst of the mess sometimes talking about that is not so beneficial but once you make it to the other side and there's there's um uh, a more 
how do you put it, like lightheartedness to it or a lesson learned from it or a positive message from it, that's when I think you are able to connect with people a lot more. And, and it'd be helpful to your personal brand, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So, um, but, you know, just posting the negativity in the midst of the mess, that, again, it, it kind of depends on what your message is and your brand, what you want to stand for. But the majority of times it's better to wait. <laughs> I once heard, this is a somewhat gross analogy, but like when you, you know, you skin your knee, when it's still raw and gross, like that's not when you want to like share necessarily, but when it's healed over and like the, you can take away some lessons from it, that's when it's a little bit better to, to share. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure. If that... it, oh, it totally does. I just think it's so interesting because I feel like I've seen at least sort of a shift on social media with so much talk about authenticity, vulnerability, whatever, where it seems sometimes like people want you to speak while you have the skin knee, so to speak. And if you're waiting until you're healed, then it's okay, well, now you're not being authentic or now it's, you know, what if you're, what if the skin knee never heals? So to like continuing yeah. on with the, with the analogy, you know, where it's like people want to see that raw emotion in the midst of it all to see how you're handling it, to see, you know, what they can maybe emulate from that. But it can be yeah. really hard and really confusing navigating that in the middle since it is oftentimes really raw emotion and not this perfectly crafted, intentional, wise word of wisdom. So yeah. I think it's like, it's so, I wonder, is that different, do you think, now in this no, age like, of social media than it was when you were working more traditional media? No, I think still in, even in traditional media that you, um, the hardest thing in interviewing is, <laughs> they always said when you're interviewing someone, you can tell when someone gets really uncomfortable about a question and is having a hard time answering it. And as a human your human nature is to make that person feel better. So you quick, it, like ask an easier, you shift the topic and ask an easier question. But the really good interviewers and um, content comes out when someone has a hard time with a question, that's when you ask even the harder question. Because that's when it really brings out those deeper, you know, emotions, those deeper, and I'm not talking like trying to make the person cry or anything, but it's when the the real raw stuff comes out, you, you know, it's when you shouldn't be running the other direction with a question. And I think that's the same. Um, and I have to say, even the interviewees, they always came and said, thank you afterwards. Thank you. Like they needed someone to ask those questions. They wanted to get deeper. It's just they couldn't themselves. And they really appreciated someone taking the time to like ask those hard questions and listen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's, I mean, when you talk about social media, yeah, that's a hard question. It's just a balance. It depends on your audience and what, who you're going after, what, what your brand is what you sell or what product or service you offer. So, um, and I think it's also about balance, you know, is everything you're sh sharing raw? Um, probably not, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for someone maybe feeling insecure in what could feel like a saturated industry, 
uh, maybe feeling like they don't know how they stand out or maybe what makes them really unique. How do you help that in creating your personal brand? I think it all comes back to your story. Like, what do you stand for? What are your values? Adding your personality in there because you can have, I truly believe you can have as many business consultants or social media managers or whatever it be out there in the world, the ones who stand out are the ones who are going to really embrace putting their personality out there and their values out there. And that's how you stand out. And I Mm -hmm. think kind of going back to, you know, women in particular, I think have a really hard time putting that authentic self out there. Um, But the ones who do are the ones who soar. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's part of it yeah, yeah. it's just really digging and making sure to add that personality in there yeah absolutely I guess this kind of ties right into it then too where do you see the line between orchestrating something intentionally versus just living your life and calling it a brand you know like if someone feels inauthentic crafting this personal brand how can they feel more grounded doing so and more natural doing that? Say, say that say that again. So the difference between between crafting. yeah, between like intentionally orchestrating this brand, brand versus just living your life and being like, well, this is me. It's I'm the brand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cause I feel like there are people yeah, out sure. there that think that that is my personal brand is me. Yeah. It's just, here's who I am. Take it or leave it versus yeah. this, you know, versus what you mentioned earlier in terms of content pillars and thinking of your audience and really being much more intentional with, with what you're putting out there as your brand. That's a great question actually. Yes. So I think there is a difference. a a great difference so I think like you just said personal brand is more there's you and you can put yourself out there and post on social media all you want and yeah it's your life and you're developing relationships and friendships but I think then when you're talking about personal brand it's you're thinking business like what's your end it's a bit much more strategic what's your end goal is it to you know be an influencer and get uh sponsorship So who do I need to get in front of for that? Is it to, you know, get gain clients? Is it to get speaking gigs? So it's just being a lot more strategic. What's my end goal? And then kind of, okay, so who are those? And working backwards, who are those audiences? Where do they live? And now looking at me, like, what am I passionate about? What am I good at? And where can I make money? And tying that into your brand story. Yeah. I love that. I think that's exactly that's such a good and important tip working backwards with it. And that's actually that's advice that I've given people on business countless times in terms of it actually it actually is easier, I think, to work backwards than it is to go forwards in a sense like that. Um, So I love that. Absolutely. How do you think it then ties into maybe someone's sense of purpose and their life's potential, you know, because we said, okay, you're looking at the five-year plan or the 10-year plan. So how do you think then that connection is between your personal brand and maybe that bigger sense of my purpose or my potential in life? I think that, um, I think the more successful you, your personal brand is, the more you're tapped into kind of your purpose and your passion. Um, 
because I think it's really, it's really hard to continue to put yourself out there and create content and, and talk about yourself if, and try to sell yourself. I mean, technically you are selling yourself and your, and or your services. It's really hard to do that if you're not super passionate about the reason by what you're, you know, all goes back to like Simon Sinek's like, why, you know, what's your, what's your why? Um, yeah. Yeah. It makes it all easier. Absolutely. And I think it, it also makes it easier. Like if you're really clear on your purpose and your story, to me, it all ties together. You know, what's your purpose? What's your expertise and how are you going to make money? And that all kind of comes into your story. If you're super clear on that, it then becomes so much and you're and you have passion behind it, it's so much easier to then put yourself out there. And I think that's why so many people struggle with putting themselves out there is because they're trying to put stuff out in the world that really isn't them or they're not sure who they are. So it's it's like a mixed message, mixed bag of messages they're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Or it's putting out based off of what they feel like the societal expectation for them is. Yeah or who their mom wants them to be or who their best friend wants them to be. And then it becomes this really confusing, like you said, mixed bag of messages where you're like, wait, you don't know what your personal brand is because you don't even know who you are anymore and what you're putting out there. So important to get clarity on that. How did you get over the hump of putting yourself out there? Was Was there a hump to get over? Um, I don't think there necessarily was a huge hump Mm -hmm. because because I built my business first and foremost off of being myself and sharing inspiration or things. It was a lot of um, sharing things that resonated a lot with me that I thought would resonate Mm -hmm. with other people. And it, by by its very nature, required a pretty high degree of vulnerability from the Mm get-go. And then as my business evolved, um, it was kind of a natural evolution as I grew and personally developed. And yeah. it was as I learned new business skills and felt the need to share that with other people. Okay, well, then I was creating a course that directly was sharing that. It was all, there were all very clear integrations, I would say, where it was, it started naturally building itself the more that I was naturally growing and sharing what I was, what I was learning along the way. So I don't, yeah, I, I think, think it's- yeah. I think it's great because then once you start putting that out there and you start getting feedback, um, you know, it, it just helps that it's like a snowball effect. And then also, I think as you grow in your business or in life, your narrative sometimes changes and your, per, your purpose, I think, sometimes even changes. And I feel like your personal brand is just this journey. It's just like life. It's this journey and, you know, what's life without adventure and, mm-hmm. um, and I also think it's multidimensional because I think from yeah. the start, um, like when I first started my own brand, my, my blog was called coming up roses. It still is. And from the start, it was kind of more of an intentional choice of, okay, a very large pillar of my brand is positivity but from a very realistic perspective like Mm -hmm. everything's coming up roses but every rose has its thorn so that was kind of like the very big umbrella (laughs) that kind of over was overarching everything and then it made perfect sense you know like when my daughter was born two months prematurely and was in the NICU for 73 days 
okay, that was not this like positive, happy, go lucky, cheery, rainbow time, but that also wasn't my brand. My brand wasn't this fake, like cheesy, positive thing. It was still real. So it was, I was still able to share real and tough and hard times, but veiled with hope because that was still very much in line with what I was trying to put out into the world in the first place. So when I think that's a perfect, perfect example is you had this overarching theme of what your brand was about, which, you know, was the rose, but also has its thorn and the positive, like that right there. And then probably almost everything you posted was under kind of that umbrella or you could tie it back. And I think that's the biggest uh, lesson a lot of people take away is once you have that theme, okay, you can post about your child being born or, you know, this crisis or this like amazing client you had, no matter what it is, you just tie it back to that overarching theme and umbrella of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think gives your brand clarity. And then people land on your brand as like, okay, she she had a baby, but I still know what she stands for. Mm-hmm. Like, I still know what she, you know, or you had this, this moment where your daughter was in the NICU, but I still know what her brand stands for. I know what she stands for. Um, yeah. I think that's really important, tying it all back to that theme. Absolutely. And ties the the content pillars tie into that then as well because then right. for someone like myself who does you know lifestyle influencing that's such a such a strange term with so much that can fall under it so it's kind of it keeps things nice and tied with a bow where if you could be talking about you know beauty tips one day and like what to wear to work on the next day and then an inspirational piece the next day and it still can kind of all feel cohesive if it's still under right. the lens of okay, it's positive, it's happy, it's, but it's also real. Like it just kind of sets the tone for everything, which I think helps be the guiding light at the, you know, at the end of the day to keep everything still feeling very you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any tips on uh, promoting yourself without feeling braggy? Because I feel like that's something that probably women, not probably, I'm sure women struggle with much more than men in terms of really celebrating and sharing your personal brand and just not feeling gross doing it. Yeah. You know, the the number one thing I always say is think self-expression over self-promotion. So it really... You know, it goes back to feeling like, yes, I have something of value to share with the world and can really help people. And even if it's that one person. And so I'm going to express my expertise. I'm going to express my knowledge, express my circumstances, you know, my experiences, because even if it helps one person, you know, that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Instead of approaching it as how do I promote myself? And I think it's largely just that mindset shift. I love that. Self-expression over self-promotion. Everybody should bookmark that and highlight that (laughs) and like mentally, mentally tag it because that's a really good way to think of it. I think that will, like you said, a mindset shift. Yeah. Easier said than done. Easier said than done, but. (laughs) But worth it. Worth it to work on. It is. It is. Amazing. Struggle with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we all, I think we all do probably if you're someone who is self-aware and naturally, you know, naturally tuned into certain attitudes or certain tones, you're probably so aware of 
you know, what your tone is in any given moment and how it could be perceived and the whole exactly. nine yards. Yeah. No, I had the best thing someone told me once. If someone feels, what was it? If someone feels like they're bragging, they aren't. It only, only the people who don't realize they're bragging are the ones who are bragging. So mm. you can also do that check as well. Am I bragging? Well, if I'm thinking that I'm at least conscious and self-aware enough, so no, I'm probably not. <laughs> you probably already <laughs> toned it down like three notches before it even came exactly. out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Laura, it's been so good having you on Thrive. I want oh, to close thank you out. So much. Sure. Um, I want to close out by asking you something that I ask every guest who comes on the Thrive podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is, what does Thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? I think thriving to me simply means, um, fo- you know, following your purpose, following your heart. And because uh, chasing someone else's dream or perception or narrative of you, you know, whether it be family, friends, society, it's not going to what fulfills you. And I don't think, and you're not going to thrive. Um, and what was the second part of the question? How do I? How do you strive to thrive in everyday life? How do I strive to thrive? Um, I continually, yeah, try to challenge myself. Um, try to look at a change as opportunity. Um, I think that's just part of my nature. I think to thrive, we constantly also need to be growing and evolving. And and I think that's that's how I do it, is always kind of embracing new adventure new challenges is like opportunity and yeah treating them as exciting adventure yeah awesome well where can people find you online if they would like to connect with you more i uh laurafravel.com um i'm also on i'm on linkedin more than instagram but i am on link um on both of them as well so at laurafravel Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.